Welcome to the Honest Hour, where the need for honesty takes precedence over one's feelings. I am your host, Suzanne Carrillo, alongside my co-host, Graciela Olguin. Hello, everyone. This first episode has come as somewhat of a surprise to us in that we have decided to go completely off script. As divine providence would have it, nothing has gone according to plan. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay because that's life, right? That's life. And we felt that the best way to go about this is to be as genuine and authentic as possible because we want to be able to, if you like us this first time, if you feel drawn, if you resonate with anything that you might hear today and we become family, so to speak, it would be totally disingenuous for us to offer something to you that really isn't who we are because then there would be no way to follow that up. And so we're just going to be as real and raw as we can be. We are going to open every episode with prayer so the demons can flee. Anyone that's here for with all the wrong intentions we are going to pray in Latin. We know that demons and Satan himself cannot stand the language of Latin. It's a dead language, very pure. So we are going to pray the Ave Maria, the Hail Mary, every episode. For those of you that know Latin, please, we encourage you to join us in prayer. For those of you that don't know Latin, we encourage you to learn. Grace, ready? Yes. In nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in hora mortis nostre. Amen. In nomine Patris, et Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen. Oh, and with that, we have decided the Hail Mary because we have dedicated and entrusted our apostolate, the sojourners, and everything that goes with that to the Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Victory. So she can intercede and protect us while we record. And to do what we said we wanted to do with this podcast, which is make our mother better known. Absolutely. She is uh, not known and, and loved enough and that is why we believe why so much ails our culture and society today. You know, she's she's far too ignored. Um, sadly, other religions believe it blasphemous even to pray, uh, to acknowledge her, to love her. There's far too many misconceptions of the whole doctrine of the Blessed Mother, Mediatrix of All Graces. But since this is uh, this podcast is for for anyone, really, we don't want to exclude anyone. But this primarily is a Catholic podcast, our whole apostolate, although for all Christians and people of goodwill that will really resonate with everything that we say and just getting tired of being bullied and marginalized and cast aside for their love of Christ and wanting to live their Christian faith. They too will resonate with this, but they're not Catholic. 
So maybe even possibly through means of this podcast, they will want to learn more of the Catholic faith and find out for themselves what the whole Catholic faith is about, what it teaches. The actual Catholic faith, not anything that's been watered down or sadly too many people today using their Catholic faith, touting their Catholic faith when they are anything but Catholic. Mm -hmm. So in this first episode, we plan on sharing with you a little bit of ourselves and our story. So you and I are living a chaste friendship. We used to be former uh, lovers, lesbians. Hate that word. Still, I can't get used to it. It's such an ugly word. Do you think it's as ugly as I am? I just traumatized because of my childhood with it. Well, I mean, I think it, it sounds exactly for what it is. It's ugly. Yeah. Being a lesbian is ugly. So I think it's a fitting word for what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being a lesbian is ugly. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. um, giving in to those, that disordered affection is very ugly. Homosexuality itself is... is yeah. And we say ugly, not not to offend anyone that has those disordered affections, but to give in any sin, any sin that you give into that you allow to take root that offends God is ugly. Sin Mm -hmm. is ugly. Mm -hmm. Satan is ugly. Yes. Yes. So, but I, I don't, feel I guess more comfortable than with saying partners instead of lovers but then again that that is what it was yeah I wonder if our audience can hear that dog barking out there I don't I think that that's perfect too though (laughs) like right when you mention Satan and ugly you hear a you know that's that's uh not coincidence either a howling dog out there. And a barking dog. There is always a whole bunch of barking dogs when you're making noise for God, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. All the time. Got to drown out the truth. Yes. That's what the liberals and progressives do. Oh, Try to drown right. it out. You Cancel know, it. That That is... And we'll be we'll be jumping around, guys. That's because that's just how we go. Yes, yes, and and again, because we picture that you guys are just sitting around us. <laughs> you know what's going on. I guess once we we do hope to eventually get this on video, that way you feel even more connected. But for right now, it's just going to be audio, and God willing, we'll get to that video very very soon. Yeah, I think I think that what we when people could put a face, mm. you know, we sometimes we picture somebody, what they look like based on their voice. Mm-hmm. And then now that, you know, we've shared the, our former lifestyle of living the homosexual lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I think even that is a, you know, you you kind of anticipate what they look, look like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think- mean, but it's a hard one too, because I bet you they've never heard of, a former lesbian that is living out their Catholic faith. So that's hard to picture. Well, I think that there's there may be some. I, I can't remember her name. She she was recently on Women of Grace mm. with Janet Benkovic, well, now Williams, um, sharing her story. But I've, I have yet to see former partners mm. that have gone through that journey together. 
and still in each other's lives, Mm -hmm. living and sharing a life, encouraging each other to forge on in their faith to where that disordered affection becomes so, it becomes so non-existent that it's, it just becomes a thing of the past where we just don't even look backward anymore to say, okay, when, just like when we're asked, so what are, you know, do you like men now? Or how do you feel for each other? Do you still love each other? Is it hard to have been, you know, to have felt you're in love with each other and then still, you know, share, share roofs, share your life? Does that love just go away? What happens? Mm -hmm. And we haven't really been able to be, we haven't been able to give too many answers. What would happen, I think I would have the, and it just came to me, I've never thought about this. Yeah, maybe I have. Um, what happens is that you just end up loving God. So that's your focus. You don't, you can't focus on whatever was going on between you and I anymore. Because you turn your eyes to him. So you're not worried about what was before, uh, I'm going to do something to that I know Suzanne would like me to do or a way she would like me to be. No, now it's how does God want me to be? And in fact, helping each other to say grace. I don't think you're being who God wants you to be. Well, I think right now would be a really great time also to mention that a lot of people don't understand that to have those disordered affections, usually there's some sort of trauma that Mm -hmm. is experienced in your early, in your formative years. Yeah. I have yet myself personally to ever meet a a homosexual, be it male or female, mm-hmm. that has not experienced some sort of trauma that happened to them early on that did not cause that disordered affection, be it a father wound, a mother wound, um, being molested, something some trauma early on in their formative years that brought on that disordered affection. But what people don't understand is that to have that, to struggle with that, to be attracted to the same sex, that's not where the sin lies. Mm -hmm. It's not a sin in and of itself to have those disordered affections. It, It becomes a cross where some sort of evil affected you. That's why there's no such thing as a private sin because someone else's sinful ways that acted upon those ways inflicted a wound on somebody else, an innocent person. And it affects them forever. Mm-hmm. And unless that wound is tended to, it if you allow it, it will take over your life Mm -hmm. it's to be able to carry that cross and give that wound and give it to the divine physician for him to heal Mm -hmm. so the sin is the the same-sex attraction is not where the sin lies itself it's embracing that sin and allowing it to take root in your life and therefore what happens when you're attracted to someone what eventually happens? Sex. You, you have sex. That's where the sin lies. It's just like fornication. A man and a woman that are not married, that have not received the blessings of God, the, whole, the sacrament of holy matrimony, 
that too is sinful. Homosexuality, sinful. To give in to it. It's like you and I. At the beginning, we didn't know where it was going to lead. We just knew that we could not sin anymore. We didn't want to do that anymore. Through the grace of God, we just realized, I don't want to hurt God anymore. I'm either going to become obedient unto Him now, or I never am. And that's another thing that people don't understand about sins. What did we just recently learn that St. Alphonsus Liguori teaches? Mm-hmm. There's even a number of sins that are pardoned. And once that number is met, God pardons no more and sends the chastisement. God does not continue to forgive forever. And maybe I, after learning that recently, I felt, well, maybe that's why through the grace of God, I felt maybe that's, that number is close. Because I knew it was sinful to be having any type of sexual relations outside of marriage. I knew that. So why do you think it took you so long to stop living that homosexual lifestyle? Well, I think what I what I just stated, I didn't know. I didn't know fully what I have come to learn now since I stopped sinning. Mm. But yes, I did know that any sexual relations were wrong. I knew that. I knew that's where the sin lied. And I struggled with that. You know, every partner that I had, I, I knew that that was a struggle for me because they knew I loved God. But I was not, do. I didn't know I don't know. I, it's even weird to talk about. I, I can't. I can't reason with my past. Mm. I, I, I. That's that's impossible for me because, thankfully, since I've been living in, been doing well and living, being you know receiving the graces of God, the sacraments, God has taken a lot of those memories. So, you know, it, it's not that... But okay, I'm, let's say I'm I'm someone that doesn't believe in God, right? But I gave your podcast a chance. Okay. And they would say, well, how convenient. She doesn't remember a thing. That must be nice. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? It shocks me, especially when it first started to happen because I've always had a great memory. It wasn't until, again, in my spiritual reading and learning that I realized that that is a grace... A, That too is a grace that God gives to people that have shown him a willingness. And not just a willingness, but striving to live the way that God calls us to. That he will, once you've confessed those sins in the sacrament of penance, with true contrition and detestation of those sins, he will take certain memories from you. Mm. So that the devil, as cunning as he is, will not be able to use those memories to get you to sin again. Mm. And also so that he won't ever make bring it to your memory to make you again feel so disgusted that you feel I'm not worthy of what of this. That shame. Despair. Just the shame of, of remembering that you did that. Yes. How could I have done that? Mm-hmm. How could I know it was bad and still did that? Mm-hmm. 
How could I love God so much and have done that? So, uh, yeah, d- would it be con- absolutely would be convenient. But I think I'm finally at a point and I thank God that just, you know, even with this podcast, I was focusing so hard on wanting to be likable and relatable that that seemed to be my focus a little bit because I felt that this whole thing is, is, is inspired by God and my blessed mother to say, I need to share my story. I need to share my story, especially right now with everything that's happened, how the LGBTQ plus, 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 um, (laughs) is just like so prevalent and, and, and they're just, they've gone beyond wanting to become accepted and not be bullied. And they've gone beyond that. Not only do they want just quote unquote equal rights, they want additional rights. They want to punish people of faith. They want to punish uh, by, by labeling them as haters or bigots or homophobic, whatever. All the, all the names that they give to people who just truly want to live their faith, want to be left alone. Well, they they have a problem with them not accepting their sinful lifestyle, that they want to shove it down your throat. But it's even even beyond accepting it Mm -hmm. because never has it been more accepted by society than today Mm -hmm. where you could see a gay couple walking down the street. You could have them next door to you. You can, you know, and, and they're not being mistreated. But it's another thing to say, okay, but we're going to indoctrinate. Not only do we want you to just leave us alone and let us live peacefully. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Now they feel like, but you're not going to live peacefully because if you love God and you want to live your life and teach your children according to the biblical teachings of Christ, we have a problem with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because what they want to do, and I actually forgot to mention this, I saw last night a video of, uh, I'm, I'm horrible at knowing age based on looks, but I think he was like five years old when you're starting to learn your ABCs. Mm-hmm. So they have this book that it's gay BCs. Oh my gosh. So the G is for gay, the Q is for queer. The um, B is for bi. So stuff like that. And at the end of the video, you hear a female, I'm assuming mom. Oh, aren't you woke? And the kid, yes, I'm woke. And this is what they're doing to our children. And this is what we should be okay with. But... We cannot teach them the catechism of the Catholic Church. No, we shouldn't be okay with it. And shame on those parents. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sorry. I, I, I know you, you're using the terminology that's being used today, woke. You know, I'm not, you know, all these people of trying to like add words to give them new meaning that are being now. That, I, I, that, I'm never going to do that. It's just, it's not me. Call me old fashioned, but I'm not going to start inventing and giving new terms because that's what the left does. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to get rid of pronouns. Don't call me this. These words we've never heard before. I'm not going to play that game and I'm not going to take their bait. You know, I, I I just, I refuse to do that. Um, Just like I refuse to refer to the demon in the White House as as president. 
he's not. He's in the White House. How that happened is beyond me, people again. But to know that it was a lie, to know that there was cheating involved. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's there. And for me to all of a sudden know that and act like I don't and just say, oh yeah, he's the president of the United States of America. No. I, I refuse to acknowledge people and the roles or the titles that they've been given by means of any type of demonic influence. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. want nothing to do with demonic, it's Satan and anything that go along with him. And if you align yourself with his teachings, the devil, then I want then I I pray for your conversion. But just like our Lord tells us to flee from evil, that's what I'm doing. I'm fleeing from evil, from Satan, and all his minions that he has walking the earth right now. It seems like all like hell's empty right now or something, trying to get as many souls. It's almost as if Satan knows his time is coming to an end. That's why everything's so manifest. Even COVID itself with all the masks, it's done so much unmasking. It's crazy. Everything that we're seeing from people. He's no longer allowing Satan to cloak and hide himself anymore. The excuse of, I didn't know. Yes, you did. We all know what's going on. Everything is being made known. You can choose to ignore that. You can refuse to stick. You can continue to stick your head in the sand and not deal with reality and make up your own reality. But don't expect that everyone's going to go along with it and shame on anyone who does. What cowards? Well, I think that's kind of the problem, though, that everyone's too comfortable going along with it. Why do you think we got to where we're at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's fear. Mm-hmm. They go along. It's conformity out of fear or laziness. Either one, both. But, you know, that might be prevalent. But that's enough is enough. Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. We should all be. And as two former lesbians that were living in sin for that many years that have been set free by the grace of God in our prayers and by going to receive the sacraments and going to daily mass and, and praying and fasting, just striving to want to live according to the tenets of our true Catholic faith. We're sharing that with others. There's not very many resources that are available to the faithful. All the ministries, when I was taking my pastoral care ministry course, when I did my project for any, you know, with, you know, homosexuality in the in ministries, they're all gay affirming. I think with the exception of one that I found called courage. Other than that one, all the other ministries that had one, if they did have a ministry for the LGBT community in the church, they were gay affirming. That is so sad and such abuse to those people. Let them decide, but give them the truth. If they don't want to, if they want to embrace their homosexuality, if they want to do it, then let them. Let them, but let them do it outside the church. Yeah. Jesus came. Yes, he dined with sinners. Yes, he welcomed them. Yes, he, he said, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. What did, how did he refer to sinners? As sick people. The sick, the healthy do not need a physician. The sick do. So yes, sinners are sick people. He didn't go and sit there and dine with them. And they, did, they weren't doing those disgusting things in front of Jesus. He went there to teach and spoke. And they were refraining from sinning to hear 
the, the word of God. They knew that this prophet that was there in their midst, this, this rabbi that in their mind, they didn't know he was the son of God, but they knew that this man spoke truth. And they listened. And every time that he healed someone, every time that he performed a miracle for them, what were his instructions to them afterwards? Go and sin no more. You want to welcome priests, bishops? Oh yeah, we're, we, we want to support the gay community. Okay, support them how though? Really support them. Tell them that they're living in sin. Tell them that their souls are in danger of being sent to hell forever. Should they die unrepentant? That's true love. That's what they want. That's the support. They don't even know and realize that they want that. Mm -hmm. They'll resent you at first. They'll hate you. They'll call you a hater. They'll call you all that. Let them. But one day they will remember those words that you spoke. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, should they die in their sin? You will have saved your soul for speaking the truth to them. Because we all stand before the judgment seat of God alone. And there's no excuse to not tell someone the truth. Just like the late Mother Angelica used to say, those that love you tell the truth. Those that tell you what you want to hear love themselves. And woe to these priests and bishops that are more concerned about the sin of human respect and the donations in those, uh, in those baskets than they are about the salvation of souls. Why aren't you saying anything? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what is to say after that? Oh my gosh. All right. Well, this podcast is really just going to be, we're, we're welcoming you into our home. Hopefully we'll get comfortable with this. This is new. Talking to a microphone, having having headphones on my ears. It, it's different, folks. So just be patient with us. Pray for us, please. Um, I don't know if I finished my sentence earlier, but earlier I felt that this was something that God was calling us to do. We're doing it. Early on, I was hesitant because I was so preoccupied with the way that the message would be received. Everything that we were experiencing and wanting to share. Everything that God is revealing to us through his word, through his saints, through others. To share with you. To share our story. To get comfortable being uncomfortable. To talk about things that are t difficult to talk about. Um, not shying away from the things that need to be said and discussed. Mm -hmm. All that, I was so preoccupied with how it was going to be received. Now, through the grace of God, I no longer feel that way. I'm more concerned with the message than with how the message is going to be received. So um, we hope you you stay tuned and, and uh, we hope this resonates with you. But even though, yes, it's, it's for you in the hopes that you too will want to seek God and get closer to him and just give your life over to him and realize we all are created with a God-shaped hole and only he can fill that. And through our blessed mother, she is the shortest, the easiest, and I can't remember the, the other safest. one. I, I, I cannot recall. Are you sure? If you're not sure, don't say it. We don't want to be, you know, misleading people. I can't remember, but according <laughs> to St. Louis de Mumford, our lady is the easiest, the shortest, and I'll have to, I'll get back to you. That'll be episode two. So tune in for that. If for no other reason than that, to get to her son. 
God could have chosen to come to us any way he saw fit. He chose to come to us through her. And it is through her that we get back to him. I encourage you to visit our website at www.thesojourners.org for more information. The Honest Hour is an extension of that apostolate. So if we resonate with you, you want to support us, encourage us uh, more with your prayers than anything else, uh, please do so, brothers and sisters in Christ. And let's let's forge, uh, let's become a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Let's be what God calls us to be, the light of the world and the salt of the earth. We can't cower up. We can't be scared. We can't leave it all for God to do. Act and God will act. Work and God will work. That's St. Joan of Arc. So come on, folks. Enough is enough. We're sojourning to heaven together. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we will end with the St. Michael prayer in Latin. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancte Miguel Arcangeli, defendenos in proelio, contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli esto presidium, imperet ili Deus, supplices de precamor, tuque princeps militia celestis, satanam maliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad perditione marimarum pervagantor in mundo, divina virtute, in infernum detrude. Amen. God bless you all. In nomine Padre, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.